Turkey's Hutu. Walk up to the guy, Terry said, and hit him in the mouth as hard as you can with a rock. You'll feel better. Now make a good act of contrition for anything you might have done and forgot about. Terry could offer temporary relief, but nothing that would change their lives. Penitents would kneel on a prey to you and see his profile through a framed square of cheesecloth mounted on the kneeler. Father Terry Dunn, a bearded young man in a white cassock, sitting in a wicker chair. Sideways to the screen, he looked at the front yard full of brush and weeds and the road that came up past the church from the village of Arasimbi. He heard confession usually once a week, but said Mass in the school only a few times a year. Christmas Day, Easter Sunday, and when someone died. The Rwandese Bishop of Niondo, nine miles up the road, sent word for Father Dunn to come and give an account of himself. He drove there in the yellow Volvo station wagon that had belonged to the priest before him and sat in the bishop's office among African sculptures and decorative baskets and to macassars and bold star designs on the leather sofa and chairs, on the wall a print of the Last Supper and a photograph of the bishop taken with the pope. Terry had worn his cassock, the bishop, in a white sweater, asked him if he was attempting to start a new sect within the church. Terry said no. He had a personal reason for not acting as a full-time priest, but would not say what it was. He did tell the bishop, You can contact the order that runs the mission, the Missionary Fathers of St. Martin de Poors in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, and ask to have me replaced. But if you do, good luck. Young guys today are not breaking down the door to get in the seminary. This was several years ago. Terry left the bishop shaking his head and was still here on his own. This afternoon, the prey to you was placed beneath a roof of palm fronds and thatch that extended from the rectory into the yard. A voice raised against the hissing sound of the rain said, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, and started right in. I kill seven people that time I'm still a boy, and we kill the Inyenzi, the cockroaches. I kill four persons in the church the time you saying the mass there, and you see it happen. You know we kill 500 in Nienzo before we come here, and kill, I think, 100 in this village before everybody run away. Terry continued to stare at the yard that sloped down to the road. The clay hardpack turned dark in the rain. And we kill some more where we have the roadblock and stop all the drivers and look at the identity cards. The ones we want, we take in the bush and kill them. The man paused, and Terry waited. The guy wasn't confessing his sins. He was bragging about what he did. You hear me, father? Terry said, keep talking, wondering where the guy was going with it. I can tell you more will die very soon. How do I know this? I am a visionary father. I am told in visions of the Blessed Virgin saying to do it, to kill the Inyenzi. I tell you this, and you don't say nothing, do you? Terry didn't answer. The man's voice, at times shrill, sounded familiar. No, you can't, the voice said.
Oh, you can tell me not to do it, but you can't tell no other person, the RPA, the conseiller, nobody, because I tell you this in confession, and you have the rules say you can't talk about what you hear. You listen to me? We going to cut the feet off before we kill them. You know why we do it? You are here that time, so you understand. But you have no power, so you don't stop us. Listen, if we see you when we come, a tall one like you, we cut your feet off too. Terry sat in his wicker chair, staring out at the rain, the pale sky, mist covering the far hills. The thing was, these guys could do it. They already had, so it wasn't just talk, the guy mouthing off. He said, You gonna give me my...